Uh, let's let's pray real quick before I uh, bring the devotion. Our gracious God and heavenly Father, we thank you for this time that we can spend together. And Lord, I pray that you would help me in this uh, devotion time to um, present your word here, and that we would uh, meditate on it. And and Lord, we pray for um, the subsequent prayer that will that will come in the. Um, the rest of our meeting today, that you would bless us each and every one, that you would indwell us with the Holy Spirit. We ask in Jesus' precious name. Amen. So Luke 2.49, and he said unto them, how is it that ye sought me? Wist ye not that I must be about my father's business? We know the story well. Jesus, 12 years old, went up to Jerusalem with his earthly parents for the feast of the Passover. When the days of the feast were fulfilled, his parents left in a company and assumed Jesus was with them. It wasn't until after a day's journey that they realized that Jesus was not with them. They turned back to Jerusalem and found Jesus in the temple with the religious teachers, listening and asking questions. This event, uh, accepting the incarnation, is really the earliest recording we have of our Savior growing up. And yet the whole focus of this account of the Passover scene hinges on that statement that he was about his father's business. Christ's entire life was about his father's business. 1 John 2.6 says, He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also so to walk even as he walked. If we're truly in Christ, we are to imitate Christ in everything that we do. which means that we are to be about our Father's business. Today is a tremendous turning point in our history. A new presidential administration in the United States is set to be inaugurated. And for many of us, this brings fear, foreboding, worry, anxiety, and a host of other emotions. Human beings are really masters at attempting to project into and predict the future, We are so adept at formulating the worst-case scenarios in our minds, and I have to admit that I'm unsettled in my own spirit. But doesn't God tell us in his word in Daniel 2.21, and he changeth the times and the seasons? He removeth kings and setteth up kings? Oh, but I don't like the king that is being set up. I like the king that is being removed. Aren't I, in effect, saying, God, you're making a mistake? God, move over. Let me take the wheel. You're driving in the wrong direction. Isn't this the same spirit the Israelites had when they basically told God, we don't want to wait for Moses to return. We don't like the program you are giving us. We want to make our own God to worship. We want something tangible. We want a golden calf. And I have to ask myself, what are the golden calves in my own life? I offer some potential options. Yours may be different. My country. Clearly, as uh, we're thinking about our country today, I I feel that uh, my country has become a golden calf in my mind. My job, my home, my stuff, my convenience, my religiosity. If not ground to powder, these golden calves will prohibit us from being about our father's business. No matter what happens here on earth, we're really pilgrims here. In the words of one of my favorite hymns, this world is not my home, I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door. 
and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Elizabeth Elliot, in her book, Keep a Quiet Heart, made this statement. Today is mine. Tomorrow is none of my business. If I peer anxiously into the fog of the future, I will strain my spiritual eyes so that I will not see clearly what is required of me now. 2020 was full of drastic change, and all the signs around us point to a life that is going to continue that trajectory. But we serve a God that tells us in Hebrews 13, 5, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. We can be 100% certain that God doesn't make mistakes. And we can be 100% sure that, his chil- as, that as his children, we must be about our father's business. But before we can be about our father's business, we must be certain that he is indeed our father. We must examine ourselves. 2 Corinthians 13.5 says, examine yourselves, whether ye be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates? Ask yourself, am I truly in Christ? What do I care about? What do I think and talk about? What do I do in my spare time? Do I have the mind of Christ seven days a week? Do I really and truly even care to be about the Father's business? Is there fruit in my life? Matthew 7, 16 says, Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? And in, 15, in John 15, 2, he says, Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Am I truly in Christ? On judgment day, will I hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant? Or will I hear, I never knew you, depart from me? I've thought very much about what it means to be about our Father's business. I think everything expected of us as Christ's body here on earth can really be summarized in three categories. Praying, reading, and doing. Praying, regular spirit-led prayer. Uh, lifted, lifting our voices to God. He's not only given us the privilege, but he's commanded us to pray. The Lord Jesus, he was in constant communion with the Father, and we must follow his example. Matthew 26, 41, watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. First Timothy 2, 8, I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. And then on to reading. God's divine revelation to us must be regularly read and studied. We can't begin to know his will will for us without regular study and meditation on the word. Proverbs 35, every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. And Matthew 4, 4, but he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And then finally, in doing, we must go forth from our praying and our Bible reading and do all that God has commanded us. James 1.22 is one of my favorite verses of all time, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. So praying, reading, and doing, it's not a simple three-step program. This stuff is hard. It's a tremendous amount of work, uh, but it does summarize what our marching orders are from our Father and King. May God grant us the power to be about our Father's business in this world that we're just passing through until that great day when he returns. Amen.